This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. My feline friends, this is Michelle Byrne, host of Catitude. I am so excited today. I have a New York Times bestselling author with the most adorable, inspiring, I don't know, this book has cuteness all over it. Stay tuned. I'm not going to tell you anymore. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. <coughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to introduce Cynthia Copeland. She is the New York Times bestselling author, and her latest book is Really Important Stuff My Cat Has Taught Me. Welcome, Cynthia. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have you, and I can call you Cindy, so if it's okay, I'll go with Cindy. Absolutely, yes. Cindy, I read your book. I love this book. I wasn't always a cat person. I've only had cats for eight years. I've had dogs for more than 30. Let's say that, more than 30. (laughs) So reading about it was like, oh, that's right. That's right. But the pictures are amazing. How would you describe it for everybody listening? Because you'll do a better job than I will. Oh, well, I'm hoping it's sort of inspirational and engaging and funny. I try to hit on all of the really best traits and best characteristics of cats in the book. In other words, I talk about all the things they can they can sort of teach us. They're life lessons. I mean, cats are very observant and they're adventurous. They're curious, whimsical, very loving, dignified and proud. And I try to hit on all of those different traits and talk about the ways they inspire us. And Each aphorism or quote is paired with a great photo, Workman Publishing, who publishes the book. I spent a couple of different days with them, with the photo department, going through, oh my gosh, thousands of the best photos of cats. We really tried hard to select some very engaging photos to go with each of the aphorisms. And it's interesting that you mentioned that you had dogs first. So I did write a book similar to to this one about dogs um, a few years ago. 
And it was interesting because dogs, of course, are obedient. And you can tell a dog to pose for a picture. Well, you cannot tell a cat to pose for a picture. <laughs> because That's one of the things we love about them, I think, because they are very independent. And that's one of the things we admire. But it made finding the perfect photo a little tricky because some of the, the best photos that I found that I wanted to use were just ones that cat owners had taken of their own pets. They weren't professional enough, high enough quality for us to use in the book. And I was so disappointed. So we had to really look far and wide to get these really top-notch photos. But I think we really, I think we did it. I think we achieved that. And if you look at, for instance, like the first chapter with Be the Exception, I wanted to talk about cats being nonconformist. And so I start with a picture of a cat swimming, looking perfectly content to be swimming. <laughs> and then I go into one of my, actually my, one of my favorite spreads, which is the one where the cat is the insist, uh, oh, don't feel obligated to explain yourself. I think that's one of my favorite ones where the cats are doing a very strange, we can't quite tell what they're doing, which is usually, that's what happens with cats. You really don't know a lot of times what they're doing. Sometimes they've squeezed themselves into a tiny basket. In this case, it's two cats lying very strangely in very strange positions on a bedspread, which is across from a photo that says you'll be remembered for what sets you apart, which is a cat with very strange markings on its face. I loved the photos of the cats with very unusual markings. There are some amazing cats with heart-shaped markings and all sorts of interesting things. It was really a fun book to work on, and it was great to uh, work with the photo department and look through all these amazing photos of cats. The photos of cats are unbelievable. And it's funny, the one that you said, don't feel obligated to explain yourself. I don't know where my head was, but it looks like they just did the naughty. And they're just laying back and going, oh! (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean. And I have to say, there were a couple of different categories of photos I wanted to include so much, and we just couldn't find a good enough photo to use them. One was cats on leashes. Now, if you've ever tried to put your cat on a leash, my cat is a little chubby. And so the vet is constantly saying, you really should take her, you know, and get her some exercise. So of course, we tried to like to get a little harness and put her on a leash. And she did what every cat on earth does when you put them on a leash is she just kind of flops over and lays there like, you got to be kidding me. And I so wanted to use a photo of a cat just lying there on a, like, refusing to be, you know, walked. We couldn't find a great one of that. And the other one I wanted to use the category that we couldn't find was cats in dog beds, which I find hysterically funny to see a picture of a tiny cat who's taken over an enormous dog bed. And then the dogs are kind of sadly, you know, lying on the floor looking at this cat that's sort of claimed this enormous dog bed. Again, we couldn't find a professional enough quality photo for that. But, and that was actually the only real challenge with the book, to be honest with you, was, was finding these photos. Because, as I say, you can't tell a cat to sit or stay or jump or lie in a certain place. You have to catch the moment exactly right. And thankfully, there are enough professional cat photographers, people who really just must follow the cats around all day and capture these exciting moments or these interesting moments that we were able to get some really terrific photos. I, I really was so happy with the finished product. When I when I was sent the sort of hot off the press copy, I was just really delighted with it. And we also found a number of vintage photographs that I thought were really great. The one that's in that same initial chapter, what's the point of doing something the way it's always been done with the farmer shooting milk into the cat's mouth and cat standing on its hind legs? 
that's another one of my favorites just because the photo's got to be, gosh, I'm going to say 60 or 70 years old, and I just love that. But that was a really fun, that was fun part of the process. But it, yeah, it was, it was a really interesting concept to sort of say, what does my wonderful cat Phoebe teach me about like living my life, you know, how to live my life and then trying to go through the different qualities I admired. And sometimes it's just the fact that cats are, they just don't care what you think of them. They're very independent and They'll do very strange things. My cat is always hiding in very weird places. And, you know, and that's kind of the fun of cats is you really don't know what's coming next. You know, it's funny. The pictures are amazing. And you're right. I don't know how they got, especially there's like two cats and one's in a bowl and then one's like trying to get into the bowl. I don't even know how. It says sometimes two is a crowd. (laughs) I don't know how they did that. I don't know how this cat smushed himself in there. He's like, and it it looks like a fishbowl and he's like smushed in there sleeping. And then the other cat's trying to get in and smush with him. (laughs) And there's no room. It's, and then right. the one in the snow is beautiful. There's so and many there's beautiful cat, photos. Yeah, there's a cat sleeping on the back of a donkey. And they have like a beautiful yeah. pastoral scene that looks like it's somewhere in Europe. I mean, so obviously people have caught these amazing moments. And then there are another one of my favorites is the one that says learn to be alone together. And it's a variety of cats perched on rocks by the seashore, by the, on a beautiful ocean scene. I said, we have to use this photo because it's just so unusual to see a number of cats on rocks by the water. I just, I was surprised to find that one and we were able to get permission to use it, which was great. Uh, but some, some of them just really are, you know, just really speak to me. Even if I've seen them so many times, but when I go through the book, I still will stop and stare. One of my favorite quotes, in order to be irreplaceable, one must always be different. The Coco Chanel quote, across from that is the photo and it's the cat with one bright blue eye and one bright green eye. I love that page. They did a terrific job putting the book together in the end as far as the design team. They really did a lovely job. I'm so happy with it because I, even though obviously that the content is sort of my sort of my job. Obviously, it has to be visually really appealing, and it has to be something that when people pick it up, they, they say, I just have to own this. And that's when where the photo department and the art and design department at the publishing company come in, and they did a stupendous job. I'm so pleased with the way they, the way they pulled it together in the end. It's beautiful. The pictures are great, but besides the pictures, what I love, for uh, first of all, I'm a big fan of quotes. I don't remember all of them, but I love quotes. And there's quotes all throughout the book with, like you had mentioned, the different pictures of the cats. But I also like, and I don't know how you were able to narrow it down or find some of these things, but little stories about cats that, you know, there was one that traveled many, many miles to get back to his home. And one was like 100 miles, one was 1,000 miles. There's one that rescued her kittens from a burning building, even though she, you know, was blinded in one eye. And just all these amazing cat stories. One that there was an abandoned little child and the cat stayed with the the little baby and meowed until people came and, you know, took the baby to the hospital. I mean, just these amazing stories. Yes, and that was a surprise to me. I have to say, I wanted to include stories, as I did with my dog book of the same name, and found some, obviously, some wonderful stories of uh, loyal dogs and dogs who rescued people and all that. And I thought, I wonder if I'm going to be able to find 
as many and as much as a as wide variety, you know, as many stories for about cats being heroic or just doing sort of amazing things. And I did. There were so many stories we actually couldn't include either because we couldn't, usually because we couldn't get permission to use a photo or couldn't find a terrific photo to go with it. But my goodness, one of my favorites was a cat that actually called 911. His owner was wheelchair bound and trained the cat to dial 911. So if he ever needed the cat to call for help, the cat would. And so the police department got a call from this number, a 911 call, no one on the other end. So they followed up, went to the apartment. There's the phone lying on the floor. There's a cat sitting, just sitting next to the phone. And they look around the apartment and they find this, the owner of the cat who's fallen out of his wheelchair, couldn't get out, couldn't get to the phone, couldn't reach anything. And the cat was smart enough to dial 911. The police just basically said, we can't come up with any other way that, that 911 was able to get dialed other than the cat dialing 911. There were stories of cats. There's one cat in the Swiss Alps who's been known to rescue hikers who've gotten lost. And the cat can kind of sort of like goes out from this little village and leads these hikers back into the village. You probably remember a great story uh, that made the news um, a couple of years ago. There was a dog that attacked a little boy in his driveway, a little autistic boy who was just playing in his driveway, four or five years old, and they caught this on the family's video camera. His pet cat came running around the car and jumped on this dog and chased it away and saved this little boy. And it turns out that they had, this cat was astray. They had been at a playground a few years earlier, and the cat followed them home and became very attached to this little boy and protected him from this dog. There's a story of a deaf woman who adopted a deaf cat and taught it sign language. You know, cats who have, that have woken up their owners when the house was on fire or there was a gas leak. I mean, just amazing stories. Cats are so highly intelligent. But what is interesting is, they show their intelligence when they want to, you know, on their, sort of when they feel like doing it. You know, unlike a dog, which, you know, can train a dog to do tricks and kind of respond to your commands. Cats, you know, if they want to, they will, which is kind of one of the things that's intriguing about them. And it's one of the things that's sort of endearing as well. But it was great to discover all those really interesting stories about heroic and amazingly intelligent cats. That was really fun. And there's many, many more stories that are you know, in the book that we haven't talked about that all of you are going to want to get the book and read about that because they're inspiring, they're amazing. And what I also like is there's some, some great little tips in here also about how you can better understand your cat as far as see the world in their eyes. They are not standoffish. They're just observant and take their time and, like you said, do things at their pace. There were some tips in here about what you can share, what kind of food you can share with your cat that's okay, what's not okay. So there's kind of a a little bit of everything, but the most, like you had mentioned, it's very inspiring. And I also love the quotes and the pictures of some amazing people, Ernest Hemingway, Colette, Mark Twain. Winston Churchill. I mean, it's amazing how many cat lovers there are when you start looking. I mean, we had to really sift through and pick out our favorites because there are some very devoted cat people currently and also throughout history. We couldn't use all of them, obviously, but we tried to find uh, the ones that had terrific quotes and also great photos with, with their cats. But, oh, that was really fun to discover all the 
all the cat lovers. And as you mentioned, I even put something in about road tripping with your cat. And I said, now cats tend to prefer their own environment. They don't necessarily like it when their environment changes. So some cats won't want a road trip with you. But for the cats who do want to go with you on a road trip, you know, here are some things you can do to make it to make it work. So I tried to put some, as you said, some tips in there for cat owners. And even like just little things about entertaining your cat while you're at work, for instance, or away from home, things that you can leave out that would be entertaining for them, you know, throw a blanket over a coffee table and they'll love it. It'll be like a little cat fort or things you can grow, plants that you can grow that they'll love to sort of like roll around in if they're indoor cats. A lot of cat owners love to have those um, bird feeders that are kind of have the glass so that the birds can't see in through the window, but you can see the birds sitting, you know, right there uh, on the windowsill getting seeds and cats love that. Cats love aquariums, of course, even toy aquariums. So there are a lot of things that you can do leaving out just even empty paper bags and boxes for cats to explore while you're gone. So I tried to include ways to play with cats, things you can do to sort of amuse them and write little tips about their intelligence or what they need on a day-to-day basis and how they sort of, how they view the world. That was a lot of the fun of it too, was, was discovering. I thought we've had cats for decades. I thought I knew everything, but I really, I really learned a lot myself in researching the book for the book. How many cats do you have? So now we just have our, our Phoebe, our sweet Phoebe, who is about 14, 13 or 14 now. And so she's getting, she's slowing down just a bit, but she's just, the sweetest, sweetest cat. And I, I did love writing the chapter that talked about cats being kind because she does, I feel like she senses when, when you need her and kind of appears always sort of out of nowhere as cats you know, tend to do. They can disappear almost anywhere and then reappear when you, when you least expect it. Uh, but she always senses when we need somebody to sort of cuddle with us and is just oh my gosh, when she purrs, it's so loud, you actually have to talk, you know, elevate the sound of your voice to talk over her purring. But she's just such a sweet thing. But we've had cats in the past, you know, starting from when my, my children who are now grown, when they were young, we had, they had a lot of cats growing up. So yeah, we've, we've had, we've had a number of them. This are my Phoebe, the one we, cat we have now is my favorite. Maybe that's always the way it is, right? The one you have, <laughs> the animal you have in front of you is your favorite. But she's, yes, she's just been such a such a blessing to us. She's just so sweet. It's so amazing. And I don't know how you quite captured it in this book, but you did. At least that was my takeaway, is that cats are all so different. And maybe it's the pictures or the different, you know, quotes or, but they are all so different. I have three on my crew now and then they come home with me. Dennis is uh-huh. a mutt Maine Coon. Charlotte's a tabby mixer, like uh-huh. most cats. And Molly's a tuxedo mix and they're all so different. Yes. And- Yes. That, no, that's absolutely true. Yeah. And then I have two outdoors that they're community cats. They, I would love to have them indoors, but they're not meant for that. They just, right. you know, they're outdoors. They've, you know, been fixed. I take care of them, but they're, and they have their own little quirks. I don't know them as well right. as my indoors, but what's great about the book is that for anyone who has cats or is adopting one or is new to cats, or even if they're not new to, new to you know, being a cat parent, there's a lot of little things to make you go, oh, yeah, or, oh, that's interesting. Besides the gorgeous pictures, you know, there's a lot of little bits of tidbits of inspiring knowledge and learnings that make you go, oh, yeah, you know, just to make you understand your feline friend a little better. And I think that when I started, thank you, and when I started writing it also, I wanted to say, I'm going to take some things that I've heard that people 
say about cats, and they don't say it necessarily in a positive way. And I'm going to sort of show readers that a lot of those things really are positive. I think people will say, oh, cats are kind of selfish. You know, they seem kind of selfish. They're sort of, you know, they're taking care of themselves. They seem to be sort of, and I say, you know what, I'm going to list three good reasons to put yourself first. And that's one of the things I talk about with this sort of healthy selfishness is not about being inconsiderate, but just about knowing that if you meet your own emotional and physical needs, then you're able to then turn around and give of yourself to others because you've taken care of you know, the things that you need. So I thought we can take some of these traits that people might sort of say are not positive and I can say, hang on a second, they're very positive and here's, you know, here's how that works. And so I've kind of tweaked that in the book. I say when well, there's a picture of a cat looking in the refrigerator that says you're not picky, you're selective. So I'm saying we can, we can take these these, um, you know, these traits of aloofness or independence or things that the way people describe cats and we can say, and here's how these different traits are terrific and are really beneficial. And that was kind of the part about the, you know, the stuff that cats teach us. It's almost like an underlying message, although it's not, I don't know, but that's one of the things in your book that I thought was really just cool and fascinating and because how, like how you put it, and I think this would be great for people, whether they have cats or not, because like you said, I'm not picky, I'm selective. That's a great way to put it. How many of us know people that are picky that you go to a restaurant, send stuff back, you know, 50 times? Well, they're not picky, they're selective, right? And, you know, someone, right? that's quiet or seems snobby is not, you know, snobby. They're just taking it all in and observing. So there's a lot about this, I think, that people can see themselves, especially when you uh, mention about the nonconformist. And that's great. And introverts. Introverts kind of get uh, get a bad rap sometimes. And so I sort of celebrate introverts in the chapter on solitude and why it's important to take time, take quiet, reflective time for yourself to kind of recharge And a lot of cat people actually share that trait with their cats. They're also introverted. And here's why being an introvert is great. And here are all the inspired, creative geniuses throughout time who have said, I have only been able to be creative and be productive because I valued my alone time and I made sure that I protected that solitude and that time alone so I could sort of do what I did, whether it was write a symphony or write a a book we all know or invent something that we're all (laughs) using today, you know, no matter what kind of sort of genius you are, a lot of folks say in order to really think deep thoughts, uh, you need to be alone and you need to protect that. And that is okay. Because in a world that kind of celebrates extroverts, cats remind us that, you know, being introverted has a lot of value. And that's why I tried to sort of devote a chapter to that uh, as well. So yeah, and then nonconformity, absolutely. I mean, that's what's so great about about cats is they really do not care what anyone else or any other cat thinks of them. That is just not important to them. They're not trying to please anyone. And we respect them for that. You know, we really respect them for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, and they do things that I'm constantly going, what? Why? I don't. (laughs) I mean, there's... I was cleaning out something and and I had my crew at home and there was a laundry basket that, you know, I was getting ready to toss out. And lo and behold, I look at it 20 minutes later, ready to, you know, toss it out in the garbage in the recycle bin. And Dennis decides he likes it. So, (laughs) and Dennis is a Maine Coon. He's big and furry. And I love Maine Coon. 
Yeah, he's people have said that he's you know they're the dog of cats. I think he's part Maine Coon, but he's his personality is he's unbelievable. I mean, you could you Aww. could clean his ear, you could do whatever, and he's he doesn't even make a growling sound. He doesn't hiss. He's hissed once in eight right. years, but he made that his home. Like he loves this basket <laughs> that's broken. So what am I going to do? Have this laundry right. basket in my middle of my living? Room? I don't know, but he loves it so. Okay, I'll just call it art. <laughs> That's right, cat right, art. And this is well, just and, you know one of the one of the first aphorisms I came up with was "Make them wish you came with instructions." As one of the sort of little quotes I came up, and I'm I had a million pictures that you know photos that I submitted that I said any one of these photos would be great. Make them wish you came with instructions. Just cats doing weird things. I mean sitting in bathroom sinks or sleeping in bathroom sinks, wished into tiny, tiny glass bowls or into like people's boots. I mean, all those strange things cats do where you say, wait a minute, just like you said with your the basket you're about to throw out, like, what? Why? Why this? Why are you interested in this suddenly? And I thought that was great because, but they always sort of, I mean, my cat makes me laugh all the time. And I think that's, you know, that's kind of another blessing is they really bring a lot of joy into your life. And before I forget, before I forget to mention this, the thing that my kids noticed from the start when we first started getting cats, there is nothing more soothing than watching a cat sleep. Nothing in the world. There is no way you can have (laughs) elevated blood pressure or like an elevated heart rate or any kind of anxiety if you are in the room with a cat that is stretched out sleeping. That is the most relaxing thing in the world to behold. I so we we decided long ago whenever my kids were in the middle of final exams or something in school they just get Phoebe into your room and have her sort of like just close her eyes next to you and your stress level will drop so much. And so I have a be a peaceful presence is one of the lessons in the book with a sleeping cat because I said that is one of the best things that cats do for us is they really have such a calming calming effect. They do. They, they, you don't, you don't seem to see cats stressed. I mean, the only stressor I would think cats do is when they hiss, and that doesn't happen. That dogs bark all the time, but cats hits kind of rarely. Right. I mean, that mine just sort of disappears if she's if she wants sort of time and space. She just kind of goes off, and even though she's kind of a chubby little thing, it's amazing she can sort of squeeze into <laughs> the tiniest spots. I'll never know how she does it. It's another one of those mysterious things about cats. But yeah, she tends to just kind of go off. And if something's like not pleasing, she just finds her own space in the house and disappears for a while and comes back when things, she assumes things will be better. But as you say, instead of sort of making noise or being confrontational, she tends to just kind of, and I think that's true unless they feel cornered, cats are just as happy to kind of just turn around and walk away and, um, and you know, and not sort of not be bothered be bothered with it so yeah yeah a lot of terrific things we can take away from our our cats yes and there's more stories that even that we're talking about a lot of what's in the book but there's even more there's some great stories and just interesting things that cats have done that are mind-boggling or different you know experiences people have had with their cats that are just make you go what how does that happen or Work in some cases, I'm glad my cat doesn't do that, like the one that yeah. takes clothes and steals stuff from their neighbors, but you have to read it, so we're not going to tell you anymore. <laughs> Cynthia, where can people find your book? 
So, of course, it's on Amazon, and and most bookstores carry it. All the uh, big chains carry it, and many, many independent bookstores carry it. It was actually just uh, one of the top-selling independent bookstore books of the last couple of weeks. So a lot of um, the bookstores have it now. You can order it from any bookstore. So, yes, it's widely available right now. Okay, and it's called Really Important Stuff My Cat Has Taught Me, which I love that title, by the way, and it's by Cynthia Copeland. It's a wonderful book, and everyone, as you know, for this episode of Catitude, there'll be a link to Cynthia's website, and you can find out more about the book and about her, because she is a best-selling author and has written many other books that you might be interested in. Well, thank you so much for coming on Catitude. I can't wait to see what else you have coming out in the future. Well, thank you so much. Yes, I'm working on a few new books now, so stay tuned. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you again. Okay. If you love cats, if you like cats, if you have a friend that has a cat or, you know, you want to give an inspirational book to someone who loves cats, but maybe they can't have one right now, this is the book. I'm telling you, I love this book. It's called Really Important Stuff My Cat Has Taught Me. It's by Cynthia Copeland. And it's a short little book. It's small. It's very well made. The most gorgeous pictures, fabulous quotes, and great little stories. This makes a great gift, too. And you have to have, if you love cats, you need it in your library. And it's very inspiring. I'd like to thank my cat crew, Dennis and Charlotte and Molly. The book makes me understand you guys better. So, and that's all good. <laughs> I'd like to thank the Catitude audience for listening, giving me suggestions. You can send them to Michelle at PetLifeRadio.com. And, of course, thank my amazing producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound great. And my fabulous audience. You're wonderful. I love the fact that you send me information all the time and, you know, give me feedback. Send more. I listen. I read everything. And... Keep listening. We have so many great shows coming up on Catitude. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.